What's up, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Just Chris Podcast. I am your host, Chris Carter. This is episode 31, and we're back this week. I took last week off because I was at the beach for vacation. The week before, we put out the episode with George, and then the week before that, I took that week off just to catch up on some stuff around the house, catch up on some stuff with work. But we made it back this week, and you know I'm, I'm stoked for this week's episode. I've been thinking, I was like, what, what am I going to talk about? What are we going to cover? And I sat down this morning and went through some notes that I had written for this week's episode, and I'm stoked to introduce the topics to you guys. But as I was saying, um, I was at the beach this past week with my family, and it felt amazing to have the week off of work. It felt great not having any responsibilities, nothing except waking up, going to the beach, catching some sun rays, and then, you know, staying up late every night, which I did exactly that. It was a great opportunity to catch up on tons of sleep. Um, I wouldn't, I caught up on sleep. You know, I, I went to bed late every night, but I also slept into about 10, 1030. So really like, it wasn't bad. But this year, this was the first year that we had the dogs come to the beach with us. We had all the dogs at the beach house. Um, you know, we had our two family dogs and then Alexis and her boyfriend's dog was at the beach. So we had a, a house full of wild dogs. And it wasn't their first time experiencing the ocean. Uh, they'd been before, but this was their first time like being at the beach for longer than just a day trip. And I think... They had a great time. Um, I, I wish I could, you know, bring them on the podcast to ask them about it. Like, hey, what'd you guys think of the beach? And they just responded with a couple barks. You know what I'm saying? It was great for them to be at the beach um, and not have to worry about them being home and have a house sitter for them. They brought a lot of character to the trip, most definitely. Uh, you know, between getting in the trash, busting loose out of the gate. Oh, my camera just disconnected. So we're going to try this again. Um, one second. Okay, there we go. We're cooking now. Um, my apologies for that. Uh, but yeah, it was it was great having them at the beach. And this year, uh, not only was it me and my sisters and my parents, but both my sister's boyfriends came as well, as, long, as well as uh, one of their boyfriend's brother. He was there for a few days with us. So it was great, like just having the whole gang together for the week. Um, I would say like I spent majority of the time just sitting down on the beach and really the weather wasn't too wasn't too crazy this week because like in years past, it's been like extremely hot or we've gotten a ton of rain. Like last year, majority of the trip was just all rain. This year we had, I think, one to two days of rain, but once that kind of subsided, we were able to still go down on the beach and enjoy the sun. And I think it was probably in like, I'd say like the mid 80s all week. So perfect weather. The UV wasn't too crazy. I was able to get some good sun. I got a little burnt, but like with me, when I get burned, it's usually like the following day, the burn goes away as long as I put on lotion or, you know, post sun, whatever aloe stuff, as long as I put that on, you know, I'm pretty squared away. But I would say like one of the best parts about spending the entire day on the beach is coming back to the house and taking like one of the best naps ever. Like everybody knows this feeling. They come back, take a shower, get clean, put on some fresh clothes and then just pass out. And then waking up, you just feel so rejuvenated and so refreshed, like you're ready to just take on the night. And, 
you know, I did this almost every day. Um, you know, probably around like five thirty, six o'clock. I woke up around like seven thirty, and then we still have the rest of the night, you know, to do some shenanigans, do whatever. And I would say like the highlight, one of like the main highlights outside of the dogs bowling at the beach with us was Colby and I rented bikes for the week. Actually, we rented one bike, but it was a tandem bike. And if you're not familiar with the tandem bike, it's like the bike where two people can ride at the same time. And during the day, like traffic was so bad, like you really couldn't ride it out on the streets. Um, the sidewalks weren't the best. And when we rented the bike, it was actually about seven miles from where we were staying. It was on the opposite end of the island. So we had to ride it all the way back to the other end where the house was. And then when we finished for the week with the bike, we had to take it back there. But the best time, I would say like the best time was riding the bike at night um, because there was no traffic out. The whole town was quiet. Nobody on the roads. And I, I can guarantee it. Like if anybody saw us riding through the street, we probably look goofy as hell because just imagine two, two, six foot plus people riding on this. I wouldn't say it was a small bike, but it definitely didn't look like it really like fit us well. But two, two big homies riding on a tandem bike across town definitely looks super goofy. And at one point we were able to, you know, clock in our speed. We were able to see how fast we were going. And we got up to, I believe, 17 miles per hour on just a straightaway on the road. It was recently paved. So we were moving. Snapchat definitely didn't disappoint us. Uh, we wanted to get 20 miles per hour, but if we pushed it anymore, the chain definitely would have popped off, which actually happened to us once on the way back from renting to running the bike and then twice on the way to take the bike back. Uh, we were covered in grease the first day when we did it, but on the way back, we were able to kind of get it down pat where we didn't get any grease on our hands or if we did, it was very minimal. It was a great time. Uh, I would definitely recommend getting a tandem bike with a friend or, you know, significant other, whatever, and just bowling for the week on it. And then in addition to riding the bike, um, my oldest sister and her boyfriend, they brought their skateboards down. My oldest sister doesn't skateboard, but he skateboards and so is his brother. So we were able to get out, do some skating as well, which I haven't, I haven't ridden like an actual, like the trick skateboard in like years. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty used to either like long boards or I have a penny board, which I'm, I'm really familiar with. And I'm super used to being on the penny board with my feet being incredibly close together. And then going from that to a regular skateboard, like I'm standing on it, just feeling super awkward. I was still able to, like, I, I, I'll take pride in this. I was just still able to pop a couple of tricks, my ollies clean, able to get a kickflip down or two, which I was pretty impressed because growing up skateboarding, like I'd always wanted to know how to do tricks and learn them, but I could never just get it down. I could just never land a kickflip or really like get the rotation right to do it. But the moment I, I step on the skateboard uh, when we were at the beach, like right away, I was able to flip it and then, you know, just took a little bit more practice and I was able to knock it out. But we rode around town one night. We did that. Uh, definitely, you know, caused some shenanigans in town. Not really, but we went to the park one night in town and I'm going to tell you what. So in the park, there's like the spinny things that like kids play on. 
and we were able to get all me, Colby, Kenner, and Caleb were all able to get on this little spinny thing that goes around, and we got the thing moving quick. And the first time, like, I had a good time until like we stopped it, and then I was extremely dizzy. And then we decided to like reposition, and we were going to do it again. And I was hesitant to. I was like, you know what? Forget it. Like, I'll give it a shot. And we did it. And I instantly regretted it the moment it stopped rotating and I got off because I just I felt sick the rest of the night. And like I, I could have gone with just just doing it one time, just one time for the bros. But that second time is really, really what did me dirty. And I was kind of out of commission the rest of the night. I, I think I ended up just walking back with this skateboard in my hand like I didn't even want to get on the board. But it was great to, you know, kind of get back to my roots with skateboarding. I brought my Vans, of course, like you got to skate with Vans on. And actually, I only brought two pairs of shoes to the beach. I brought my Vans and I brought my flip flops. And my flip flops are in a condition where the dogs have chewed them up, like the heels of, of the rainbows have been chewed up. And they've definitely like take taken a beating over the years because when I was in college, they were the sandals or the flip flops that I kept in the locker uh, in the locker room, and I would wear them out to the pool deck when we'd go out for practice or meets, whatever. So definitely like have seen better days. And where we would enter the beach at, like the the public access, because we were I think the second or third row back, so we had to cross the street to get to the public access. Like everybody puts their shoes out at the bottom of the steps. And I'm feeling like, okay, I'm definitely comfortable with doing this because who's going to want to chew, who's going to want to pick up chewed up sandals that have been just ruined over the years. And everything was great up until the last day. And we were, you know, we were getting back. Uh, we were about to leave for the beach, gathering up all the stuff. And I'm walking up towards the public access to find my sandals. And they weren't there. Somebody had stolen... <laughs> Somebody stole my used, chewed up rainbow sandals out of like all the shoes to take. This is what blows my mind. Out of all the shoes to take, they picked those when they were Birkenstocks, um, Tevas, what other, other sandals, other tennis shoes, and they pick my roughed up sandals. Fortunately, that was the last day or like the last night that we were at the beach. So I really didn't, you know, stress too much about losing them um, because, you know, we were going home the following day. But still, like the fact that somebody would go and steal those and not touch any of the other shoes, you know, blows my mind. But, you know, the way I justified it in my head, hopefully, like they got better use out of them than I did, which I would say, like, I got pretty good use out of them. I'm just hoping that they got better use um, and... I don't know. If you stole my sandals, I want them back. That's going to you, person at at the beach at Topsail. I want my sandals back. But overall, it was definitely a good week. Uh, great week uh, catching up with everybody and you know just being with the family all week. It it was awesome. Though, it, yeah, it was. <laughs> lost my train of thought for a second. Yeah, it it was awesome. But I'm looking forward to, you know, our next big vacation. We're talking about going up to the mountains to do some whitewater rafting uh, for Labor Day weekend. So hopefully we can make that work. We'll see about it. I'd like for the dogs to come up as well, but 
we'll see where it goes. I'll definitely I'll keep you guys updated with it uh, with any any breakthroughs with that. But one of the topics that I did come prepared to talk about today, which I had mentioned not the last episode, but I believe the previous episode, which is crazy to think it was a month ago. Two episodes was a month ago. Um, so episode 29, I talked about how since winning my fantasy fantasy football league, I was able to determine how we pick the draft order for this coming fantasy season. And the route that I chose was an investing competition through Investopedia, where we'd each begin with $10,000 and we would, you know, compete to who would have the most value at the end of the two and a half week period. And going into it, extremely confident, like more confident than I should have been, um, especially if I knew of how it would have gone the first week and a half. But I was ready to win this thing. Like, I don't take investing as a joke. Like I came here to came here to do business. Uh, but we started the week off great. Um, everybody, like I said, starts with $10,000. And when I had mentioned on episode 29, how I was going to follow a route where I would or I'd follow, follow down a path of investing in which I would never do in real life. I would never be that risky with money. I would never put, you know, put those types of uh, calls and puts on specific things. But this was my opportunity to try a new strategy. And the first like week went incredible. I, you know, I bought every call and put every option contract out of the money for as many things as possible. And it paid off. It paid off. I got up from went from 10,000 to 14,000 within the first week. And then that's when I slowly began to see a decrease in account value. Um, a lot of my, you know, out of the money calls and puts began to expire. And it hurt a little bit, but like with that stuff, like the most you can lose is the amount that you put in. Um, unfortunately for me, like I put everything into calls and puts, um, except for like a very little bit. So I went from 10,000 to 14 or 15,000 and I started dropping day by day. Account value kept decreasing and decreasing. And I was like, okay, I'm running out of money. All of my contracts suck. How am I going to fix this? So for a few more days, like I tried to, I just tried to find other ways, like more safer options to choose. Um, you know, try to kick it more within, within the money. Um, you know, within that specific price range. Uh, and though I, I'd may lose a little bit of money, like the overall projection was that I was going to gain money out of it. Unfortunately, you know, it still didn't, still didn't go in my favor. My risky investing strategy wasn't paying off. I went from first place and I went from first to second, third, fourth, and I slowly began dropping to the bottom. And that's when I had to really reevaluate my strategy with this. How am I going to do, how am I going to invest differently the last week to bounce back and get first place? Because like, like I said, like I wasn't there to play. Like I came all business. And when I started running out of money, I was like, okay, I really, really got to get down to business here. So I, oh, excuse me. I slowly started just putting money in, you know, stocks that I knew would go up. I, I focused a lot on earnings reports and I did well. I, I hit a couple big and then a couple other ones, for example, NVIDIA, they were expected to do extreme or no, Micron. 
That's what it was, Micron. Micron was expected to do extremely well with earnings. That afternoon, earnings came out, blew it out of the water. They did great. However, the stock price did not reflect on their performance. I had put the rest of my money into Micron to hit it big. And it went from, I bought it 84 and it dropped to 78. So there went like majority of my money right there. I was like, okay, we, we have to reevaluate the in- investing strategy once again and figure out how I'm going to do this. <clears throat> so with just a few hundred bucks left in my account, <clears throat> excuse me, a few hundred bucks left in my account, I knew I had to do something. I, I, needed, I needed to go out on a limb here and I needed to hit it big. And that's when a voice in the back of my head started talking to me. And the voice was Thaddeus Breckenridge, one of my good friends, because I had reached out to him prior to the investing competition. I just asked for tips and pointers. And he, he kept saying, he goes, check out Day Trader Live TV on YouTube. They'll walk you through everything like you'll be squared away. So I kept hearing that voice. And I was like, you know what? We're coming down to four days left in the competition. Like We're going to give it a shot because I'm in eighth place right now. I'm in last place and I need to get to first like yesterday. So first day I'm tuned into Day Trader Live TV and I'm just following along with what they're doing. And what they do, they have a morning session video, uh, like a live video. Then they have an afternoon session video. And majority of my time was focused on the afternoon session. But the way I... Uh, trying to think of the word for it. The way I capitalized on Day Trader Live TV was I would spend the morning really just studying up on what was moving in the market that morning, what they were following, what they were expecting for specific stocks. And then when the afternoon came, that's when I jumped on it. Because with Investopedia, we did experience quite a bit of a delay um, between the actual market and what we were able to trade. Uh, So in the morning, if you wanted to put something in right at 9.30, it didn't go through until like 9.45, 10 o'clock. And come 10 o'clock, if you do, uh, you set like a limit, a limit order on a stock at say $10, come 10 o'clock, it's already at 10.50 and you'd missed out on that opportunity. So that's why I didn't spend any time investing in the morning. It was just mainly focused on investing or mainly focused on just getting my knowledge together um, to attack the afternoon session. 3.15 came, like I said, last four days, and I picked it up. I went from 7,000 in eighth place, brought it to 10,000. I was like, okay, like we're feeling good. And then the following day, I did the same thing, studied up in the morning, took advantage in the afternoon, went from 10,000 to 12,000. I'm like, okay, like I'm seeing like decent gains but I'm only up 2,000 from where I originally started. This is not going to win. This is not going to get me in first place because the first person in first place was already up to close to 20K. So we're coming down to the final two days. And this is when I'm really like sitting on the edge of my seat, like really taking this serious. Like I got to get down to business for real, for real this time. No more goofing around. Like I'm here on a mission to win. I want that first selection with the draft order and I'm going to get it. So I go from 12K to 16K, which is still like 12, 12 to 16, $4,000 in a day. Not bad. And then it comes to the final day. <clears throat> 
let me tell you, the final day is when I really, really picked up my strategy. This is when it, it all just focused in my head and I'm like, okay, this is how you do it and this is how you're gonna make money. So what I did, I traded like crazy on margin the past four days, like an absurd amount on margin to where if I got a margin call, I would be done so. Fortunately for me, I didn't get any margin calls and it worked out. But let me, let me tell you this. I would invest on the rise. I would invest on the company's, uh, on the company's price going up. So I'd buy low and then I would sell when it got to its peak. And different from what regular people do, they buy low, sell high, and then they just move on to the next thing. No, sir. That was not the case for me. I bought low, sold high, shorted high, shorted high, sold low. So I was making money on the way up. And then when it flipped to go down, I was making money on the way down. And I did this for a number of stocks. And I went from 16K on the last day, started the day with 16K. What a great feeling. And I finished at 44K. Tell me, tell me, Chris, how did you go from 16 to 44 in a day? You know, buy low, sell high, short high, sell low. And it, it was just like that. That's how I did it. I was, you know, accused of cheating. And I was like, no, sir, we're not putting up with this because I worked way too hard to be called a cheater here. I won it fair and square, got first place, and I got the first selection with the draft. And what people would think like, okay, go for the first round pick, or like first pick of, the, of each round. No, I didn't want that. So what I did, I chose the second pick of second pick of each round. So I'll put pressure on the person behind me to make sure that they get the first pick. Like I wanted them, I wanted them to have pressure to make sure they choose that position. And it worked out just like that. It worked out according or worked out whatever. Second round or second pick of the draft went from 10k to begin finished with 44k and i just want to give a little shout out to day trader live tv and thaddeus breckenridge because you guys really put me on last four days i brought it home for the boys and i'm feeling good about it we start up our season in a few weeks i think we're starting after after preseason starts um we're gonna have our draft set it up and i'm stoked to have that looking for a two-peat this year with fantasy championships but if not like I got the trophy in my room, like the trophy is sitting right here. Um, but yeah, that's that's how the stock market competition went. Overall, definitely satisfied with my performance. If I had only really picked up on Day Trader Live TV from the jump, I wouldn't have had to worry about stressing myself out the last three days. But in the end, I still came out on top and that's all I really wanted. Um, I just wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. And my goal for it was I wanted to make 100K within the two and a half week. That was out the window. It would have easily been possible if I would have from the jump followed my trading strategies I did the last four days. I easily could have. But you live and you learn and that's kind of how it goes. So if you're looking for someone you know, to day trade your money, shout out your boy. Uh, make sure you got 25K in the bank and we will be squared away. Now, for the next thing I do want to talk about, um, this is something that I do find extreme interest in, as does everybody else in the world right now, and it is the Olympics going on. Um, we're on day four, I believe. Day four or day... F I think day five. 
I don't know. This is, as I'm recording, this is Tuesday afternoon. So majority of my notes were taken this morning. Um, all the statistics were taken this morning. So if you're listening to this and you're like, Chris, like that doesn't even apply. Just, you know, rewind your life one day and that, that's where we are. Okay. So to give an update on the standings for the Olympics in terms of medals earned, here it is as followed. In first place, you know, we got the boys. We got USA with 25 medals. Um, now, I saw the 25th medal as I was leaving work today after I'd already written the notes. But as of this morning, they had 22 medals, which was nine gold, seven silver, and eight bronze. Not bad. Behind them, we have China, which had 21, which is nine gold, five silver, and seven bronze. Behind them in third place is Japan with 18 medals, 10 gold, shout out, 10 gold, three silver, and five bronze. Fourth place is uh, the Russian Olympic Committee. I believe that's what they go by with 18, which is seven gold, seven silver, and four bronze. And then coming in at fifth place is the United Kingdom with 12 medals total, including four gold, five silver, and three bronze. I'm going to project it here that the U U.S. is definitely going to come out on top again this year. Um, it seems like a lot of their events haven't been, I don't know, they haven't really lived up to, up to the expectations I was hoping for, as does everybody else. It just kind of seems like they're a little bit of like a step down in performance this year. It is what it is. Like the Olympics is still on year behind, but the Olympics is still going on. So what I'm going to highlight real quick is sports that have not disappointed or like sporting events that have not disappointed and sporting events that have disappointed. Okay. So going into it, you know, I was really excited for the surfing and skateboarding. And let me tell you, they have not disappointed whatsoever. Getting to watch that has been sweet. Awesome to see that Tony Hawk was announcing for the skateboarding. He was actually in Tokyo there, which I'd heard about him doing um, earlier in the year on a podcast. So for him to actually be there and, you know, announce it and have that knowledge behind it was great. Um, other sports that haven't disappointed, you know, as always, women's beach volleyball, because how could that disappoint you when you're watching it? And that goes for any sport or any any country, um, followed by softball. Softball has done extremely well this year, and they actually finished out with a silver medal. Um, in addition to that, we have women's basketball who just got their 50th straight win. 50th straight win. Shout out to y'all. Um, and then another thing, last thing that really has not disappointed me was Bra the Brazilian fencing. Um, though the girl that who was though the girl that was competing did not win, I think that it kind of made up for it with her coach proposing to her following the loss, which you know changed the whole game. And I, I reckon they're getting married soon. And I found it kind of funny because he had proposed to her eleven years ago, following a loss as well. And at the time, she declined it. She said, no, she said, I'm not ready. I'm too young, all this and that. And, you know, if I was him, if I was a coach, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd hang up the hat and I'd call it a day there. And, you know, we're not looking back on that. But shout out to him. He stayed consistent. And, you know, she said yes. Now, sports that have disappointed me, I just have got a couple that I've listed, sports that have disappointed. First one... I hate to say it, but U.S. women's soccer. That's a disappointment. 
because it was their first loss in 44 consecutive wins. First loss. And I found it kind of funny when I was reading on it this morning. Um, what Donald Trump's to believe, what Donald Trump's believe, God, I can't talk. What Donald Trump believes is the reason why they lost is that he blames it on wokeism in America. And, you know, that's why he thinks that U.S. women's team lost. I'll leave that to him to think that, you know, might be might be the same for some people, might be different opinions for other people. But just your first loss in 44, 44 games definitely hurts. Um, you know, they, they did finish with a draw against, I believe, Italy or Australia. One of the two finished with a draw and they did move on to the next round. I haven't kept up with it since. And then another sport that has disappointed me, U.S. men's basketball. They just, they don't look good at all out there. I, I don't understand, like, leading up to this year, U.S. men's basketball team has been killer. But then you also have to look at the lineup. Like, they had an incredible lineup for years prior to this. Um, all the big stars performing. And then this year, like, all of, you know, the top of the line, top paid uh, NBA basketball players aren't there. Understandable for some players, definitely not understandable for other players, which I believe that they could have could have done well at the Olympics and definitely could have benefited um, Team USA. But I really kind of I kind of thought it would all be downhill from there from the moment they lost against Nigeria. Now, Nigeria definitely had a very good basketball team, but just the team chemistry for the U.S. men's team, it just it's not there. They're just they're not living up to the expectations. Hopefully, you know, in the coming ga- coming games, they can hopefully, like I said, get it together. Um, but we are, you know, we're still in the lead with the amount of medals um, as compared to the rest of the rest of the countries. Now, another thing I would like to highlight um, were big wins and big losses coming out of the Olympics. Okay, so. First thing I watched this last night with my family was the 17-year-old swimmer out of Alaska. You know, not only did she beat Shunamaker Shunamaker out of South Africa, who actually got in, got second pl- second place in the hundred breast, but she beat Lily King as well, who was the defending hundred breast champ. Um, Lily King came in third place, and hopefully. Hopefully, Lily King can continue to do well. I mean, I would like to see her bring home gold, um, similar to she, similar to how she did the last Olympics. But I mean, a seventeen year old to win gold for America out of Alaska, the first Alaskan swimmer to win gold. That's a, that's a big dub in my eyes. That's a big dub. In addition to actually, yeah, we're gonna go we're gonna go back and forth. We're gonna go big win, big loss, big win, big loss. Um, followed by a few more. Next thing that, you know, kind of was a big loss for Japan was uh, Naomi Osaki losing in the third round to the Czech Republic. Um, You know, this is after going on a, you know, an eight week hiatus from talking with any media um, following her most recent tennis championship. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but Lost in the third round to an unseated Czech player, which, you know, it's unfortunate because everybody wanted to see her do well. And, you know, the same day that we have one of the most like highlighted 
players going into the Olympics. We also lost another key highlighted player of the Olympics, which I'll talk about in a second. But the next big dub came out of the men's 4x100 four by, four by freestyle relay. They really showed him how it was. They really, really brought it home for America. It was a great win. Caleb Dressel did extremely well. And I was very impressed with the remaining uh, team members. Um, actually, I cannot remember the one individual's name. But after the Olympics was canceled last summer, he actually took six months off of swimming. Kind of just like take a break from it, not think about it at all. Gets back in the pool after six months and then is on the men's four by one A relay to win gold. So if you know he can take six months off and win gold, maybe like maybe we're much more capable than we think we are as swimmers. Um, maybe I might be going to the 2024 Olympics. You never know. Um, now the next loss comes for Team USA with Simone Biles. Um, removing herself from the competition um due to mental health reasons which i can definitely like you know i support her 100 like i'm behind her on that it is unfortunate for the team usa gymnastics but you know other members of the team did have to step up and kind of replace her performance but from what i read about this morning after she withdrew herself is that she really just wasn't in the right state of mind for it. Like you can you can be all there physically, like your body can be in shape, but like if your head's not in it, like it's just not going to work out. And she said when she competed in the event, which was, you know, one of the biggest or like most look forward to events uh, for the gymnastics, for women's gymnastics, um, competing against Russia for gold. So she went up for her, I wish I knew gymnastics terms like she went off the little bounce board thing and she was supposed to do a two and a half type move. And she said when she was midair, she just totally zoned out and just had no idea where she was. Fortunately, she was able to still stick the landing, but she did land. She did finish, I believe, a whole point under where the leader was, I believe, half a point under her qualifying score. It hurts. It hurts for Team USA, however, that, you know, like I said, their teammates still had to step up and kind of bring it home for America. Though we didn't win gold on that, like we'll shake it off. We'll get them next time. Next big win goes for the American surfer Carissa Moore being the first surfer to win gold. Shout out to her. Um, from the way from the way it looked, the waves looked great. They actually have a typhoon coming, if not already in Japan right now, which would only, you know, benefit the surfers for massive waves coming in so you know shout out to her first female surfer to win gold from america great feeling being american right now um shout out to all my international listeners um (laughs) next thing or next you know big loss is china losing in table tennis and actually i talked to colby about this a few weeks ago and he said Look out for table tennis because China's going to win. And I wish we would have put, me- put money on it because they didn't win. They lost to Japan. And very similar to uh, women's soccer, they had won 28 of the last 32 table tennis gold medals that have been awarded since 1988, which was the entry of table ten- tennis into the Olympics. So they only missed out on four gold medals from 1988 to 2021. Wow. So, 
you know, big loss on China's part. Wish I would have, wish I would have made that bet with Colby. I would have definitely been sitting nice right now, but you live and you learn. Now, last big dub comes from skateboarding where a third, listen, a 13 year old Japanese skateboarder won gold. 13 years old. If someone would have told me at 13, like Chris stick with skateboarding, like you're going to win gold. What? A 13-year-old winning gold. Now, in addition to that, her teammate, who's actually 16, finished in third place, won bronze. I don't know what the Japanese are doing when it comes to skateboard training out there, but I need to, I need to get on that train. Excuse me. That is what I have, you know, to kind of conclude big wins, big losses of the Olympics. Um, coming Come next week, I will be highlighting... Very similar topics, big wins, big, big losses, most disappointing, least disappointing, or most impressive. Um, last thing I do want to cover before, you know, I do give a little weekend recap or a little upcoming weekend projection is clarification on Russia in the Olympics. Because as we've all seen, like we don't see the Russian flag flying we don't see the actual name of Russia printed out um, when you see him competing. All you see is ROC. And Chris, why is it why is it ROC and not just Russia? Well, let me tell you. After a little thing in 2014 happened um, with a little doping scandal, um, Russia was barred from the Olympics. You know, they said no more. You guys, you know, you really push the limits here and you guys aren't going to be allowed back. Since then, though, um, you know, Russia was able to kind of appeal this, get it reduced from four years to two years. And now they're competing at the Olympics. However, they're not allowed to really represent Russia at all. Um, so rather than like the Russia, Russian national anthem playing, they play Tchaikovsky's Piano Concerto number one, um, who is actually Russian as well. So, you know, don't do that. They don't fly the Russian flag. And the only way for them really to do that is for an individual to do it on their own in the Olympic Village. But on TV, like they just they can't do it. Um which a lot of media have made the mistake where, you know, referring to him as Russia, which technically, like, it's right. In Olympic terms, in the IOC terms, like, it's not right. But let me tell you, like, the doping scandal that they participated in is absurd to me because, so this happened in Sochi 2014 um, in Russia. And with Vladimir Putin, you would expect, like, for him to drain all this money, like, he better get a return on investment he better come out on top with gold and they did just that and chris how how did they cheat the olympics so adjacent to the building that you know took care of all of the you know the drug testing uh doping testing all of that russia built a building you know right next to it and it just so happened that they were able to get a hole in the wall to swap out the dirty doping uh, pee and tests with clean stuff to, you know, not, you know, I'm trying to trying to find the words for it, but they were able to get away with it by pretty much a hole in the wall, quite literally. And this affected more than a thousand Russian athletes. A thousand Russian athletes were all guilty of cheating. 
Now, this didn't just stop at, you know, the regular Olympics. Russia was like, you know, we're going to take it a step further and we're going to cheat in the Paralympics as well. I, I, <laughs> I really don't have words for that because, like, how can you just justify cheating in the Paralympics? I don't know. But, you know, am I surprised by it at all? No. <laughs> no, it is good to see that Russia was still able to kind of compile a number of athletes together. I believe a little over 300 to go and compete and actually represent their country. And I wanted to clarify this because there has been a lot of confusion on what to call them, why they're the ROC, why they're not playing the Russian national anthem, why the media and announcers are messing it up. And that's a little, a little something for your day right there, just in case you didn't know. Now, last thing I do have to cover is this coming weekend, um, actually, George Safarnis, who was on the podcast last week, it feels great to say this, but he is coming to the stew. He's going to cook it up in the stew with me this weekend. He's coming on Friday afternoon and will be here for the weekend. So we're going to try to bang out a podcast. We're going to try to record some videos, go out into Raleigh, probably Friday night, Saturday night, go downtown, see what's, see what's going on down there. But I'm stoked for him to come this weekend. This is actually his first time coming up to Raleigh. Every other time I've gone down to Greenville. So he's going to get a nice little peek, at, peek in the neighborhood. Um, outside of that, just wa watching the Olympics, really just catching up with that. I got two days left in the work week and, you know, I'm, I'm home free, um, you know, until the following Monday. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. That is what I have for this week's episode of Just Chris Podcast. I appreciate you guys listening, watching, watching on Twitch. It's actually the first live stream podcast that I've done going into it. Definitely very nervous to start it. But, you know, I just minimized the page and we made it through it. But shout out to you guys for watching. Shout out to the supporters of the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, Want to be a potential guest on the podcast? Shoot me an email at justchrispodcast at gmail.com. And typically, I'm pretty quick to reply um, just because I don't get any emails ever. So the moment one comes in, I got to gotta immediately reply to it. So check that out. Check out the YouTube channel. If you haven't already, subscribe to that. Like the video. Hit the bell for notifications. In addition to that, if you're listening to Spotify, iTunes, um, Radio Public, Breaker, you know, subscribe to the podcast there, rate and review it, and we'll be all squared away. But guys, again, thank you for listening to this week's episode. We will have an episode out next week for everyone. The video will be out probably near the end of the weekend. Um, I'm going to try to hopefully try to kind of stick to that schedule. Um, but if not, like, just know that if I don't put out a video one week, it might be a week and a day, it might be a week and two days, like a podcast is coming out on a regular schedule. So you're going to get a podcast on a regular schedule. It just might not fall on the same day every single week, every other week. Um, right now, it's, you know, it's, it's a big toss up with balancing everything outside of the podcast. Um, because I do participate in a number of things that I, I enjoy doing, for example, you know, streaming on Twitch, playing games with friends, hanging out with family, watching the Olympics. And I found that by focusing too much on, you know, a, a strict schedule, 
I'm overworking myself and slowly beginning to overwhelm myself with trying to keep up with the pressure of having to constantly stay on top of it. And while doing that, it then takes time away from time that could be spent with family, time that could be spent playing games with friends. I enjoy doing the podcast. I love doing the podcast and it's going to continue. But it's just not going to be like, it's not going to be on the dot every single week, 12 o'clock, whatever. A new podcast is coming every every week, whatever. A new podcast will be consistent. So guys, again, thank you. We're done here. I'm, I'm wrapping up the episode right here. Talk to all of you next week, next week in the day, whatever. See you guys.